Thanks for clicking on the video. Hit us with a like on Facebook, a subscribe on YouTube, a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Homie and the Dude. That is at Homie and the Dude. Thanks again. Enjoy the video. All right, welcome everyone. We are live for episode 27 of Homie and the Dude. And we have a treat today. We're with the wise, powerful, strong, and amazing <laughs> Jeff Stevens. Jeff is an experimental skater. He is a member, <laughs> he's a member of the crew of ha a Happy Medium. And he's a, a contributor to Fuck This Video and a father of three, including one that's on his lap right now. <laughs> um, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you, brother. Pleasure, pleasure to have you. Right. We're going to shout out. We're just going to shout out our, our sponsor here real quick, and then we'll come back and, uh, and start the podcast. Our sponsor for the Homie and Dude episode 27 is Veast.Kitchen. Veast.Kitchen is a, a vegan feast, and it's a takeout here in Bristol, England. Um, have a look on Thursdays and Saturdays. They're running some amazing sort of holiday deals that have um, free delivery now and also um, a couple of free treats as far as truffles and even a lockdown game box. That's really cool. So check out Veast.Kitchen. All right. Amazing. Right. Jeff, so uh, I said to you at the beginning, uh, I've been watching you for years and years and years. And I would say throughout all of your videos, I noticed that your style has what I call like a motif to it. There's a lot of things that you uh, replicate and do in different ways. And it's felt like as you've made more videos and over time, your style's gotten more like, I guess, adapt. You've adapted the style that you have into something that's a bit more crazy, adding more flips, more turns, or whatever it may be. Um, what started the style with like the no complies, the like, I don't even know what you call it with the board chuck, when you like chuck the board, take the step on something and then land back on the board and, uh, and all of that. So Deck where checks. did you find that, that uh, the style? Um, so I've been making skate videos for a very long time. I've been skating for 21 years, but nice. when I was in like eighth grade, we started making videos, me and a crew of my friends um, stabbed one through five. So we made a series of five of them. And yeah. then I was in uh, another series. I was in BTL three, four, and five. And as I would like watch my parts or watch them with other people, I would uh, see that they would like unique tricks mm -hmm. a lot more or that would get the reaction. And uh, it was kind of hard for me to compete like with all the regular tricks. Everyone's like super good. Even in my crew of friends, like I've never been the best skater. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a while when I was younger, when I would like try really hard to do tricks like uh, kickflip crooks or whatever. And like, I couldn't figure it out. And it was really hard. Um, yeah, no, dude. I, I feel that as well. I'm actually kind of in the same wagon as you. I, I, I'm a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to skating. I, uh, I started um, when I was like eight or nine, but I took a big hiatus when I went to boarding school because uh, they didn't allow skateboards on the campus. So oh, um, ironic. Boarding school? No boarding? No, I know. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Counterintuitive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no. So I took like a hiatus and because I picked up the board maybe when I was like 18, 19 again properly, 
Um, my like set of skills, my like bag of tricks has really only grown in the last couple of years quite a lot because I've been able to um, expand uh, what I've been doing and, and get a better handle of it. But something that I found is doing things like bonelesses and uh, a lot of manual tricks and things like that that I've found uh, have been easier. I've managed to then develop into more complicated versions of that that people do enjoy. Like you said, you know, in some cases, it's the weird, unique tricks that people then appreciate because... Uh, because they're just a little bit off what they're doing, which, like you say, a lot of skaters follow the standard route. You know, they get the basic eight down and then they start working on the next flip tricks, looking at grinds and whatnot. And for some people, that's just not the way. And it sounds like you're one of them, me as well. You know? Yeah, Bodie was like literally, I would say in the last year and a half, mm -hmm. your, your, your repertoire of tricks has probably doubled or tripled. Yeah, exactly. And now this isn't like, in, like for me, I played basketball when I was younger. By the time I was 23, like I had clearly maxed out how much I was going to progress in my sport. And it, I was like literally heading on, you know, sort of on a downward decline. Also, my interest was waning on it and everything like that as well. But mm. yours is still like very much at a, on an upward, upward spike. Yeah. How was, so how was your, how was your sort of your growth in that? Yeah. Your progression curve from, you know, sort of early days till now. Um, I would say people, I didn't start getting like a lot of positive reactions till the happy medium videos. Mm -hmm. Now, first one came out in 2011. Um, but by that time I had been skating for a real long time and probably had made like eight or nine video parts. Mm. Um, I just try and get away with whatever I can. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Here's, here's a question, dude. And this is, this is a theory I have. So I was talking to Bodhi a little bit about this. Um, so there's, there's a level of the, so the human body sort of is, I don't know, we're, we're, let's say between four and a half feet tall up to seven feet tall. That, but the range of people that really excel in a sport seems to be around like, I don't know, five foot six to six foot one ish or something like that. But I would say even more like for tall people, the, the level of difficulty in foot sports, like, like soccer, like if you look at soccer players, there's very few soccer players that are over six foot tall. And there's very, there's very, and there, there is one soccer player, um, Peter Crouch. Mm. He's over six foot tall, but what's his, what's his best strength? Uh, striking. Uh, his head has yeah, yeah, yeah. been in the box. Yeah. So what I mean, so here's the thing. And then golf as well. Like, the, like golfing, you should be, you have a huge advantage with your levers, but, but because you're taller and the, and the ability to hit a ball because you're so tall is more difficult. My theory is, dude, that taller people um, in skateboarding have a way higher level of difficulty. And you seem like a pretty tall guy. What's your thought on that? Have you ever thought about that? Oh, yeah. I know. William said I was tall. I mean, I'm like six foot. So Are you si only six foot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You look. Dude, dude I thought you were, I thought you were like, uh, like at least, yeah, I thought you were taller than that for sure. Okay. Yeah, um, so, but it's is weird. William like, is William like 5'8"? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but my brother-in-law is Josh Hawkins. And yeah. He's uh he's a couple inches shorter than me, but he can ollie like a good six inches to eight inches higher than me. So I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. 
Maybe it's yeah. the like low center of gravity or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. So you you said you obviously got a lot of traction with your tricks when you hit the like happy medium part, and I would say honestly, do a lot of like you guys who are doing more, I guess what we've called experimental skating, but you know that more unique kind of style. Um, got a lot of shine through the happy medium guys. And obviously you got a couple of other crews kind of doing it. You know, you got the Warbles boys and you got like the fancy lad crew and all of them. Um, I want to ask like, what enticed you about that group and how, how did you all get together? What, what was the origin story of the happy medium guys? Um, it started with PBWHL, which is short for Peter Villad's Wonderful Horrible Life. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I'm not really the person to tell the origin story. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, that's no, okay. No, no, it's cool. No. So how did you get invited into it then? Were, were you, did you know like uh, someone within it and they brought you in? Like what was your kind of connection to it? So I would always film with Buster who was one of the uh, co-filmers of the PDWHL video. Yeah. And then uh, the other filmer for that, or the other co-producer of that video was David Rosenbaum. And mm -hmm. after it came out, David Rosenbaum took a break from it. So everyone that was filming for the video pretty much started just filming with Buster. Yeah. And uh, I had been filming with Buster. He helped film like a majority of my uh, BTL4 part. I had been filming with him for a while. Avery, what's going on? <laughs> Take care of business, dude. Yeah, <laughs> take care of business. What's his name? Avery. This is Avery. Avery. Hey, dude. Hey, little dude. Hi, Avery. He's a girl. Uh, hi, hi, Avery. <laughs> um, so we all started filming and, uh, and um, I think it was... I don't know if it was either Buster that came up with the name or John. Yeah. John Mata. Yeah. So is most everyone based around the Tucson area or is everyone spread out? No, it's Phoenix. And oh, it's Phoenix. I grew up in Phoenix. Okay. And came out here for college. Okay. And just stayed out here. Okay. So when you guys get together, do you, do you like, meet up in, in Phoenix? Most of the time. We're skating in Phoenix, but they do come down and visit sometimes. Okay. Imagine. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting that you guys are all like spread apart, but like you've come together as a amazing crew. And I was gonna say a lot of your styles complement each other, which is why I think the happy uh happy medium videos really are such a big hit. Is because you know you've got people like Jaws who are throwing themselves off of crazy big things and then you know, you've got yourself and John Martha doing a lot more like intricate, uh, like again, these unique like one foot like grinds and all this kind of stuff. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, what, specifically with you, what, what do you call the trick where you huck your board and you like completely step off, run on something else and then dive back on? I've been like, I've been trying to come up with a name for it myself for years, but I, I don't know. Do you have a name for it? So if both your feet land at the same time, mm -hmm and you don't take any additional steps, then yeah. I would say it's a double foot plant. Yeah, okay. Um, if you're like taking steps, then it depends. Like mm -hmm. uh, two steps is a two step. And uh, I think yeah. anything more than two steps stops counting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. 
because it's 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 super unique dude like no one else is really doing what you do in terms of uh you know the way that you're uh throwing yourself at things and not only that i would say that your style in inherently makes you slam harder in some ways if you if you found that that's the case that you're you're taking because some of the bells you've been taking i've seen are pretty gnarly <laughs> over the years <laughs> I like i'm i'm not good and that's why i fall hard like uh it's like um I never learned how to, well, I mean, I guess I learned how to slam because I slam all the time and I rarely break stuff. Mm -hmm. I had broken two arms and had three knee surgeries, but in 21 years, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am always falling. Like, I got a swell bow right now. Oh, um, that looks brutal, dude. Did you call it a swell bow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A shinner, too. Oh, oh, oh my man. god oh my god that's beautiful dude can i just say um you just said i'm not good i just i just need to give you a perspective it's like, i'm not a skater but i really appreciate um commitment and what i see in like, like what you do like there's there's a level of skaters that try to increase their bag of tricks and go like horizontal with their tricks like i've got I, now i can do this and now i can do this and now i can do this i feel like you've gone like deeper in your core tricks and have perfected them and dude there's i have huge admiration for that like when you say you're not good you're totally totally like underestimating how we see you bro yeah, like you're fucking awesome bro yeah. <laughs> not um, to mention jeff i mean i can go to the skate park and like any little kid can beat me in skate <laughs> hard. like that happens like it's, uh, it's just how it is but i guess that's the thing is like for me i don't know and I'm, I'm sure you have this as a skater there's certain skaters that you watch and you go i admire your style and your pizzazz and the way that you think about things almost in some cases more than however many times it took you to do it or whatever you know don't get me wrong watching luan Oliveira fucking i don't know tray flip over something at ridiculous speeds is always interesting but you know, it's so much more interesting to me when I see something that you're doing where you're throwing yourself at something. Like, I was watching your uh, your Happy Medium 5 part the other day, and um, when you bonk off the little pole and, like, you, like, almost board bonk off of it, I was, like, in my head, I would never try that. I would never uh, throw myself at a pole with a board <laughs> like that. In my head, it was a crazy idea, but it looked <laughs> so awesome. I was, like, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, I got lucky with that one. Um... So we were out skating with Jaws at some roof. Mm. I came to Phoenix that weekend and my wife was like letting me out for like two or three hours <laughs> to go skate. And it was a Jaws day, like Jaws was willing to skate. Mm. So we were gonna go to roofs for Jaws and then uh, we got kicked out and I was using the Skate Spots app. Mm. And there was a, it's behind a department store. There was a coped ledge and I was like, oh, this is right up the street. Buster got in my car. Hunter went in the car with another spot. And I was like, oh, let's go look at this. And we get there and I can't figure out anything on the coke ledge. And I see the like three stair to pole. And I'm like, oh, Buster, I'm gonna ollie over this. Will you film it? And he's just like, no, that is not cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'll foot plan it. And he's like, no. And I was like, I'll board slide it. And he's like, all right. And at first I was trying to board slide it, just like not all in straight on it and scoot off. I was doing it the other way. Yeah. And then I was 
it just like occurred to me that oh I can just stall on it for a second and then move forward and it worked out and like it wasn't anything I had planned out it was just so random and it wasn't like something where I was like oh I want to board slide a pole for my next part but it ended up working out so perfect and that was uh, awesome what I'm trying to get at is like a lot of people will just like have list of tricks they want to do or um but sometimes just going out and looking around and using your head to skate something differently is the best way to go about it I, I was gonna say you know it's, it's it's almost like that beautiful moment when you see like in movies when uh you see an actor does a bit of improvisation and they end up keeping it in the movie because it was really really beautiful it really worked for the scene it's like that kind of thing that, that scene in uh Wolf of Wall Street, where Matthew uh, McConaughey does that. Like, exactly, that, yeah. I don't know well, if you've seen that scene, but it's basically completely like it was just a, it was a, it was a, a sort of like a relaxation exercise between him and Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's them two getting ready to do the actual scene. Mm. And um, he does this sort of like ritual thing where he pounds his chest and he does a little like humming song or whatever. And it's super cool. Like it's super cool. And Leonardo's like watching him and like vibing out to it. And um, Martin Scorsese is like, fuck it, we're just going to use that. That was, <laughs> that was like, cool, well, let's use that, that bit. So yeah. it's similar to what you're saying, man. So t- talk to me about the, 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 it was a Jaws day. So <laughs> what, what does uh, that mean? Something like that. Uh, but like, if Jaws is going to skate and go out filming for Happy Medium, like he's highest priority. Like, mm. okay. we're not going to go, I mean, or that's the way I feel at least, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that stuff out loud, but like it was a Jaws day. Like, no, that's I was in town and I was allotted my couple hours, but it's like we're going to go to some roofs for Jaws. Yeah, dude, it it makes sense because again, it's there's there's a difference between um, going out and uh, and filming a part just for yourself if it's not going to be in any, or if it's for like a commercial or if it's in conjunction with something, but. Typically, if you're filming for a whole video, then yeah, every guy needs their time. And, you know, people who are maybe uh, more popular on the like higher end of the like social media spectrum at this point, which seems to be what a lot of shit is about. Um, And uh, uh, real good too. Like, you know, I I understand. I'd rather film Jaws than me. me. (laughs) Dude, what is it? What is it? Like, we were just talking about Jaws and like the mentality we're talking about him hitting the, um, the Leon 25 and the fact that he the year before he literally blows his knee out completely and heals up for like eight or nine months and then is like I'm gonna go back out there like can, I can't even relate to that dude like the fear first the fear of hucking yourself off that the first time and getting hurt so badly and then going back there and being like I'm gonna do it again like yeah that's crazy it's something I really admire there's no way I would ever do something like that like you blow your knee out, knee out on something. You're like, okay, I'm not going to try that again. Like, exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. Exactly. But, but so he's got talk- that skater die mentality. Like that's why he's such an awesome skater. Yeah, yeah. He's dude. He's he's absolutely amazing. And ob- obviously, you know, he, when when you're chucking yourself down, things is crazy. I I want to say though, like obviously, you guys as a group, you know, when you're out filming, you said you know it's a Jaws day, but there's a couple of you guys out. Do you find that the group dynamic works really good? Do you find that you guys vibe off each other and get even more creative when you're in that group of people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, and the groups uh, evolved over the years. Like, mm. there's been five happy medium videos, and um, there's been like 
some people will be in one and then not another. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not been it's not been one entire one hundred percent consistent. So it's meant that you've got like fresh members and fr- almost like fresh creative yeah. buzz. Yeah. Awesome, that's super cool. You know, I because I, I was sat with Tom earlier and I was imagining what it would be like to be on a filming day with you guys. And I in my head I was like, like who's amping the group up? Who's the person who's like, ah, oh, come on, one more try? Like who's giving it like the mouth? Who's like the funny yeah. one keeping everyone laughing? Like, do, do you have, like, a list of where, where everyone kind of slots when you're out filming? Uh, I think John Mata is always keeping all of us entertained. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's super funny. I love I love watching. Again, some of my favorite bits, actually, from the, the Happy Medium videos, and also just from you guys separately in both maybe your own social media accounts or whatever, is you're all such characters in that, you know, whether it be the little B-roll bits that you guys chuck into the skate parts where you're like, for example, you laying on a rock, like with a massive t-shirt of a cat, like talking about stuff or um, anything from you guys joking around. That was after like trying that trick where I ollied on the rock and then ollied over the gap in that part. That was after trying it for like an hour and a half and it was super hot and like... You're just done. You're just like, done. done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, I fucking totally feel that. So, no, it's cool that you all buzz off each other and that you uh, you can, you know, find a, a really nice dynamic. Because, you know, I, something for me is I am very contrasting, like, your crew and whatnot. I'm very much, I skate by myself a lot of times. Um, there's a decent skate scene in Bristol, but in some cases it's either people that are younger than me or people that are, like, either a lot older than me. And then the ones that are my age, typically are a little bit of assholes at the moment i seem to have been finding with the dudes that i have been meeting and spending time with so i find though when i am with a group of skaters that i enjoy skating with the amount that i push myself the amount that i like work hard to get something and the amount that i try and do something creative and different is a lot more do you find that i guess separately skating by yourself versus skating with the boys do you find that influences your skating yeah it's always uh better with friends yeah yeah what about like if you're just with um with a your camera person whoever's going to be filming for the day and you guys just have a connection so that's the dynamic you guys are together you're setting stuff up you're looking oh, at it's still people. still a good time yeah. actually i sometimes prefer that like that's i mean I gonna love say. my friends being there and stuff but like it's better when uh for me when i can just like do my own thing mm-hmm. and like sometimes um because when someone else is trying a trick, it might like take a lot longer because Buster will want to film their trick different than he wants to film my trick. Mm-hmm. So we're both skating it, but um, someone else will be trying their trick for a while. And then like after they land it 45 minutes later, then it's like my turn to try it. Yeah. And, uh, but if it was just like me and him, then it would just be like a lot quicker. Just go for it. So do you- but I, but I love it. I love being out with my friends and stuff. And, like, yeah, of course. I was going to say, is your and Buster's dynamic then really strong? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's cool. I was going to say, because I, I can imagine, you know, it's important to have a, a filmer who, like, supports you and makes you feel... Awesome Doesn't Buster have a brother as well? That's is Yeah. Okay, is he film as well? He films as well, yeah. So is he part of the, of the filming crew? He's part of the crew, yeah. He's been uh, a solid part the whole time. Nice one, nice yeah. one. So it sounds like it's almost like developed into a family you guys bring some people in some people go away and do some stuff every now and again because yeah. i think doesn't jason live now in um 
Hawaii or something? Yeah. Yeah, so, he's still going to be a part of the next one, though. Like, really? Yeah. So will he fly in? Yeah, you know, he flies in to film for it. Nice one. Oh, yeah. Nice one. That's awesome. Dude, I have a question. Um, again, I'm not a skater, so but <laughs> so this is coming from a total like person that isn't involved in knowing the, the sort of the, the technical aspects. But when you deck check, is that like a rhythm thing that you do to get you That's set up question, for like actually, the next for the trick? Because it looks like it's like a go-to, you know, it, like you don't even have to think about it. It's just like boom, and that gets you set mm -hmm. up for like either a big pop or you know whatever it is. Um. It's definitely easier to not deck check for me. Like some people think that it's like easier for me to deck check, but it's way easier to just ollie. Yeah. Um, a rhythm. I. I mean, you, it's all timing. You got to put it down and then uh, be ready to spring up. Yeah. If you're not quick enough, like you put it down, you'll roll off the object. Yeah. So what, basically what you're saying to us is that the deck checks are 100% for flair. <laughs> uh, 100%. Yes. That's fucking sick, dude. That's, dude that tick, makes it even sicker. That they, makes they, it so much sicker. Dude, they tick the box, bro. Those are so fucking cool. Those are like, so cool. I love them, man. And you don't see them. Like, you don't see those No rounds. one does. It's because, dude, like, here's the thing. Like, rolling up to a ledge, and I'm sure, like, everyone has done this when they're learning how to, like, do a kickflip or something. When you roll up to a ledge and you pop too late and you get the dip and then like you try and pop and it's like super weird. Like to me to try and go, oh, I'm going to do that before I then go into a round rail is fucking crazy. Like that's, <laughs> that's nuts. I love that you do that, dude. It's, it's bowler. Thanks. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, people really like it and that's why I continue to do it. Like. <laughs> it's just... It's just so different and I think it really adds, and not only that, also something else I'm sure that you've noticed is for like musical timing with editing, like a lot of, like a couple of your parts are really well done with musical timing in terms of getting like, um, uh, like clangs and like wheel lands. And again, your deck check, so it's have a really nice sound in time with the beats of the music or with some of the drums and stuff. So, so true. That's been so a true. really nice aspect yeah. of it as well. That's cool you guys noticed that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's cool, man. Oh, dude, of course, dude. I think uh, also, dude, just as a general, are you choosing your music for your, your parts or is Buster? Uh, no, no, I'm not choosing them. Okay. Buster but choose all of the happy medium videos. Uh, Vinny has chosen all the ones for fuck this videos. Amazing. Okay. Wow. So what's the, what's the, uh, so I thought I looked at fuck this and I thought that was just sort of a, a contribution place that different skaters are contributing to or is it more than that uh, it no it's a, it's a video series like happy medium it is um, okay yeah they've had five of them and i had parts in part one through four okay okay it's and is it a, a specific crew or is it do they just draw people uh it's all Vinny's friends from around the southwest so there's some she's trying to brush my teeth <laughs> um good habits mainly based out of San Diego, but there's people from Colorado, uh, Utah, probably other places, <laughs> New Mexico, maybe. Nice, okay. No, that's dope. It, I can imagine as well having a nice contrast between two groups, you get like lots of different characters and whatnot. And you know, I, I think it's a great time to ask you with your, with your little one there. How is it balancing being a dad and chasing your passion as well as working like a full-time job? Like, how are you finding all of that? Uh, it's hard. Uh, yeah. 
I quit drinking alcohol like two and a half years ago, and wow. that's helped me a lot um, to find time for skating. Because when I get off work, like I want to go home and just have a couple of beers. Yeah. Versus now, uh, I go out skating after work, which would never right. happen before. Um, that's dude. That's geez, absolutely geez. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations on that, dude. That's incredible. Well done for for. Two years of not drinking. Brush my teeth. <laughs> You're doing good, Avery. You're doing good. Um, I got a question for you, man. So I've done similar things with trying to replace something that's like a potentially a negative in my life with another habit that just a more a healthier habit. So is, is skating after work sort of like a, your medicine? Yeah, like a de you know, like a de-stressor that that you know having a beer after work was previously now you can get that same thing but with a <laughs> um with a deck for you know an hour or so after work or whatever definitely yeah yeah definitely um, that's exactly what you want dude it's yeah. great exercise and uh, especially when you're just going to have fun like sometimes i'll have a bad time like i'll go uh I'll try and go out filming and uh, doesn't always work out. And, uh, but like going, then that can be stressful. Like I can go out to go decompress, but end up having a like way worse time. Well, you've uh, had, yeah. Yeah. You've had, every, every, skater, situation. every skaters has to yeah. have been. Like, yeah. I mean, no matter what sport you're playing. It's a weird thing where, you know, one day you're hitting something it feels tight. It feels like you've grooved it. You've got it. And then the next day it's for whatever reason, so it's not working. Yeah. And, um, and that's to build up to the next thing and you can't even get to that thing. Yeah. And that can be hugely, hugely frustrating. I mean, that's what you've certainly I've seen you do. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced that for sure. Loads of times. And uh, I, I get your point of like going out and doing like filming specifically um, rather than going out to just like, go be like, cool, I'm gonna do some warm up tricks. I'm gonna feel good. And then I'm gonna goof around, I'm gonna goof around for a little bit and see what happens. It's a totally different feeling to finding a spot being like, cool, this is what I'm trying. And for the next, however many tries it's going to be, I'm going to just go at it. And it, it is like, whether or not you land the trick, even if you do land the trick, which is still a massive relief, it's still been a really hard skate ship session. And you come away feeling in some cases gassed and even more worn out than when you went out. For sure. Yeah. 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 Hey dude, I got a question. Um, Mongo Mondays. Great question. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, go for it. I like to push Mongo on Mondays. <laughs> are you, are you uh, a Mongo I work sure? for 11 hours? I work, uh, like 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And yeah. if I do go skate afterwards, I feel like it's good to just like get some Mongo pushes in, feel a little crazy, get my, uh, I don't know. That's awesome. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, so do you uh, know it, skating Mongo is a big no-no and uh, I don't know why there's that stereotype or mm. uh, I think it's fine. And uh, I think it's actually kind of fun. Do you, do you know what? I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll fully release that. I, I also push Mongo very much. I can push both ways, but I am so much more confident with Mongo pushing because I started that way as a kid. But I can push like regular. I can do a back foot push if you fucking need me to um, for a video or whatever. But honestly, like Mongo pushing, honestly, I've never had any deterrence. The only thing that I would say is my only issue is when you're skating a street deck with 
um, like 90A and upward wheels, it's definitely a lot harder to control than if you're riding, you know, a Christian Hassoy like 90 width or whatever, you know, it's so like, it's definitely a little bit harder to control, but hell yeah, dude, a bit of Mongo Mondays fucking, I love that dude. Seeing that, like Tom told me about that today. I hadn't uh, like looked through the highlights on your thing and Tom was like, yo, you need to check this. And I looked at it, I was like, I freaking love that you do that. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you're like not cool if you push Mongo is like the typical thing. So I yeah. like to think it doesn't matter. And, 100%, 100%. Uh, do whatever you want. It's not cool to care which direction I push my board while you're skating, bro. <laughs> is my is my answer to that. <laughs> like, dude, I think it's amazing. And again, dude, this is something else why I personally really look up to you in in what you do within the skateboarding community. And also just being a dad who is working a full-time job and you know and still chasing dreams, dude. I think you bring such a uniqueness and such something that inspires people like i know i've watched your videos and i've gone and been inspired to try some of the things that you do and try deck checks and try and do some of that stuff and not only that but find my own style that i go hey i don't fucking care what people think and you along with a lot of the happy medium guys and you know a, a bunch of other people within the skating world who are doing those amazingly experimental and awesome unique stuff really inspire me and i know you inspire loads of other people we've actually had someone in the chat while we're doing this say how much of an amazing skater you are and i actually know this guy and he's only recently started so this guy's been watching you since he just started skating and he loves what you do so oh cool i was gonna say it's probably one of my friends that said that in the chat. <laughs> um, your, but friends. no i think what comes out for me dude is like you got to be brave to go your own way mm. right so you know there's a there's a perception that to be a good skater you have to have a, a bag of tricks that you can go up against someone in a game of skate and you've just said like that's not that's not your that's not your jam your jam is like i like to do my shit my shit is my shit i enjoy my shit i actually make skate parts doing my stuff they're like part of a pretty awesome crew that's pretty like that and that's brave dude that's hard to do to just stand up to like the noise and be like this is me that is you know yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been, dude, like, I think, I think it's just awesome that you, you've been in such a place. And going back to you being a dad and skating, you know, obviously one of the big things that all skaters know is, you know, that failure isn't an issue. If anything, it's something to learn from. Do you find that the aspects of skating of like falling over, getting back up and having to keep going back at it, things have helped you as a dad in transition in terms of like getting back at it as being a dad. If you, fuck up which all parents do at some point like relieving yourself some of that pressure and going back at it i guess yeah i think it made me uh i mean everyone falls mm. and uh like my kids will fall we'll be at the park one of them will fall like off the swing and the other parents will be like <gasps> and like freaking out and i'll be like they're fine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it actually builds character doesn't it yeah for sure yeah it makes you, it makes uh, it's you better to laugh when they fall because if you laugh when they fall then they laugh that's exactly the same we do the same thing with Bodie, my wife tracy and i if he fell and it looked like a nasty fall we were like oh, yeah. you're okay come on over here yeah, you're okay exactly. and in your mind you're thinking mm, that one looked like it hurt <laughs> <laughs> sure. no that's awesome dude so um at the moment, you know, obviously trying to balance work and whatnot. So you said you, you're, you're currently skating after work and you're working within pharmaceuticals. How long have you been doing that for then? 
I've worked for CVS for over 10 years. Um, I've been a pharmacist for five. I was a pharmacy technician for five. Okay. So is a pharmacy like tech, the, like, uh, the person who helps the pharmacist? Yeah. Yeah. The pharmacist is, uh, the main difference is the pharmacist is the final person to like release the prescription. Yeah. You can't have the prescription filled without the pharmacist, like verifying everything's there. Technicians mm -hmm. can pretty much do everything, but they can't legally like get it released. And, um, they're not allowed to give advice either. Only the yeah. pharmacist can give advice. So, uh, it's like a good place to go for free advice. Like you want to ask a doctor, you can't just like call a doctor's office here and get an answer to a question, but you can go to any pharmacy and ask a pharmacist and yeah. they can give you their opinion or answer. That's, that's awesome. Dude, off, this is probably an off the record question, but like as part of a happy medium crew, like how many of the guys are like, yo, dude, did you see that last spill? Like what, could you hook me up with right now that will make me not feel as bad as I'm going to feel? <laughs> uh, none, none. Uh, I mean, occasionally, like, uh, <laughs> jokes, dude, I've had, jokes. like, maybe two people ever actually be like that, but none of the happy medium dudes. Uh, <laughs> one of them was uh, Fred Gall, who's sober now, so yeah. I feel like I could say that, but uh, like, five years ago at a party, he found out and he's just like, oh, give me pills. You're like, slow down, man. Let's yeah. just be like, let's, let's go outside. Let's get some fresh air. Let's, <laughs> let's talk it over. Um, no, dude, so with, with being a pharmacist, did that, has that been like your life track? Obviously, you went to college and whatnot. Was that what you did at college? Or was that just what you kind of fell into outside of uh, just getting a job in the end? Uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I majored in college in microbiology and uh, my two older brothers are doctors and my parents like pressured me to go into the medical field mm -hmm. and uh, pharmacy just seemed like uh, a lot easier mm -hmm. than, than yeah. uh, going to medical school and like I can listen to my radio yeah. and uh, I don't know. Uh, dude, I, I feel I, that. I, I, you make still like good money too. And uh, yeah, you don't have as many like liability. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, dude, I had the same thing. Um, my mom and dad from when I was born, I think, said you're going to be a dentist. Why? I have no idea. Oh, I think, yeah, my granddad was a dentist. And it's make a lot of money. That's why. Like that, Probably. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's exactly it, though, isn't it? Like at some point, your parents link up making money with being happy and to some degree like money is important right it plays its part but it isn't like the thing the reason always that's going to bring you joy and I had to like I had a really hard moment I was a, I was in my sophomore year of college and pretty much failing out of bio um, in this like pre-med factory on the east coast and um, I had to like stand up to my parents and say I just don't want to do this anymore like this is not me and it was really, really like, I, I, I was getting like heart palpitations, almost like anxiety, go, like thinking about that conversation with them. And I feel like, you know, you probably had similar pressures, both oh, of you. I had the same thing. Yeah, sophomore year, college too. Like I had moved to Tucson and uh, then went back, like went back and lived with my parents after mm. that, after a sophomore year and finished college in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and that 
was uh, also one of the reasons I moved back to Phoenix though was to film for, or one of my excuses was to film for the uh, Happy Medium video. Nice. How were your parents with that? Were they like, what? I mean, I also, <laughs> my wife, or who was my girlfriend at the time lived in Phoenix. So there was like lots of reasons for me to like mm. leave, yeah, leave college and uh, Thanks for watching this episode. We really appreciate you supporting Homie and the Dude. Please hit us with the Holy Trinity, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram. Just search at Homie and the Dude. It all really helps. But they got me to go back and finish, and uh, they're and proud of me now. So. <laughs> For sure. And, and by the way, so you delivered on your profession, like your pharmacist, but you also kept your dream. Like, that's pretty... That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, that's 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 even more impressive. Like, I mean, you just did a bit of acting afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dude, I think I think that's super admirable, and I think you know, like I said, having to uh, you know be a father and also work a full time job while chasing passions is very hard. And you know, as a twenty two year old now, I started working my first proper job when I was twenty um I'd, I'd had a few bits and bobs like growing up like being like a fucking kitchen porter or like cleaning like dishes and shit like that but i had my first proper job and trying to find time to get on a skateboard other than to go to work and to get home in the evening because i live in a city um I, it was hard it was very very hard so i think you know the fact that you're able to put out amazing skate parts like you do is absolutely incredible i think the fact that you find the time blows me away i love love that you said earlier as well that your your wife lets you out for a couple hours so that you can i was like yeah. you're, you're the dog to go get some recreation and then get back inside <laughs> yeah i mean we got three kids like yeah. even when i'm left alone with the three kids i start getting bitter when she's like out getting her hair done or getting massages. it's like being at home alone with the three kids is stressful yeah i can imagine dude they say like one kid you're like two on one right you've got two to like defend the one two kids it's two on two three they've got you outnumbered but it feels like four or five is that is that, is yeah that that's about... right. <laughs> they work together <laughs> against you it's when two of them are taking a leg each and taking you down at once while the yeah. third is climbing on your back <laughs> dude, uh, dude and a lot of my like off time like today is my day off but my wife's working all day so like I'm watching this one while the other two, I picked one up from school at 12 and then the other one up from school at three and then take him to karate. So it's like, I do have time off, but like, I can't go skate yeah, during this time. Like a lot of my only options is at night after the family goes to bed. So I sacrificed yeah. a lot of my sleep to go skate. That makes sense. So you go, you go late night, like after everyone's tucked, tucked away? Yeah. Yeah, if I go out in the day, I'm allotted like three or four hours. But if I go out at night, I can, you know, stay out as late as I want. But that's so, sacrificing my own sleep. So I never really want to stay out too late. Yeah. So basically what you're telling us is uh, you're kind of like skateboarding's Batman. During the day, you're... you're, you're <laughs> I like to think of myself <laughs> like that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's absolutely sick, dude. And it makes, it makes perfect sense. The amount of skaters, like we were talking to William recently, and he was saying that actually, typically in California, because of the amount of um, cops that are around and the amount of people that chuck him out of spots, 
he actually does most of his skating at night, actually. He said that lockdown has been a bit of a blessing because he's been able to get out of it more. But he said that actually, yeah, he, he rips it at night as well. And actually, from a lot of people that I skate with as well, who are more serious about skating than I guess you could say I am, um, who make parts and whatnot, they also do a lot of their filming at night. It seems like, obviously, just for being kicked out, but also, you know, for, uh, for you know, like you said, having time to do it as well which makes perfect sense when you think about it for sure dude how's it what's the um how's the community with in tucson with regard to or even phoenix with regard to skating is it like fairly accepting or is it are you fighting against the tide the whole time um phoenix it's very accepting there's like so many skate parks um tucson where i'm at there's like or actually i'm in oro valley which is just north of tucson yeah and it's a it's a big city it's got like over fifty thousand people but no skate park like they have the money for the skate park and yeah. they're just it's a like older community mm -hmm. and uh i think that they just like are oppressing the skaters is what's going on like yeah um five years ago before i moved here there's a park right up the street that has a statue of a skateboard mm -hmm. and uh, they act like they're going to build a skate park but I've been up here five years. Like, there's no plans to build a skate park. They just like put a statue to trick people to moving up here. And uh, <laughs> um, and there's like other cities that are around that are much smaller mm. that have skate parks. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Like, like old people. There's a bunch of old people here that like. Yeah. There's a Can lot of volunteer volunteer like sheriffs and stuff like oh, it's exactly that's what uh, the, sun the city dude. watch people sun dude. city dude that's that's where my mom is and when you went there uh a couple years ago oh. you and your friend went skating a little bit but there's like they're on golf carts in in oh. sun city and they're yeah. they're vigilant man and it's like you're not doing anything that's hurting anyone um you might be making slightly a little bit more noise than usual but you're keeping to yourself uh, you're certainly not causing any trouble, but it is a big like no-no for them, and I don't understand it. It's it just a, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, old people in sixty years will be different. Like now that it's in the Olympics and stuff, but like that's know. a strong point. No, it's a, they don't understand it. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I'm not sure. all old people, of course. You know, yeah, like, you can't just like throw a whole group under the bus, but. uh in Oro Valley, yeah, <laughs> put their parks and recreation department yeah. on blast. I guess the, the, the real thing is that the older generation, the generation above you, um, even maybe some people in your generation, um, grew up with skateboarding coming into fruition. You know, it came into existence um, around the, between the like 70s and 90s, really. Yeah. So I guess what also happened was that it was really run by outcasts at the time it was really run by you know the, the surf boys and whatnot and they were seen as like ragamuffins as the guys who are like the hood rats who are causing trouble and whatnot sure. and so i think a lot of the old people are still stuck in that mindset of oh it's the 80s now it's like no like a really respectable well-educated young person could be riding a skateboard yeah. um and now it's, it's run by corporations and stuff so yeah well, exactly. that's that's another point isn't it like what to talk a little bit about that like skating is has evolved into this whole you know it's a great question. sort of subculture but also industry so you've got the pros and you've got 
you know, people that are sponsored and you got shoe deals and you've got Nike you know, and Adidas Nike and, and you know, all that. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like Nike's built skate parks and stuff. Nice. And uh, Vans has built skate parks. So I think any of them that are putting money, any of the companies that are putting money into skating, I think it's a good thing. For yeah. sure. Um, and, and I also, think that that will help old people become more accepting of it than putting, I mean, I hate anything becoming more corporate. Mm. It sucks. Uh, but it's uh, in the end, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, and, and you can, you don't have to conform, you don't have to buy Nikes or, uh, whoever sells the most boards like there's always independent brands out there and uh, yeah 100 percent. and that's i mean like something that i i mean it, it's interesting in, in my life i've i've been very particular for years and years and years about my skateboard brands that i wear and i, I know that you and mom have remembered for years that i would only wear specific things because it's for, for the skate community <laughs> it's super important to support the people who are small who are doing the good stuff but are still um in development like i know again there's loads of companies out there that really need that support and that you know i believe in is as a skater and i'm sure you're the same jeff you know there's certain companies that you'll ride or die by like uh, do you have a specific board company that you ride their boards uh no or do you flip back and forth between stuff um yeah i i mean there's certain brands that i don't like yeah 100 percent. there's Same. a ton of brands that i do like um, yeah it's i'm, I'm exactly saying i don't want to like, call any out right now but uh yeah no i'm, I'm I exactly like, the same. america i've been buying the america shoes for a very long time nice yeah no they're banging they're, like, sort of like underdogs yeah 100 percent. yeah they're not like huge corporate shoes yeah. i mean i don't know what their business numbers actually look like so mm. i shouldn't really talk about it but, uh, but no yeah but it is a mixed bag like you will ride so etnies is a big company but you'll ride etnies because you love how durable those oh, shoes are 100 right? 100 yeah i ride uh, i i currently ride the jocelyn's um uh, and they're just super durable. I've never found shoes that ever given me the durability. So yeah, it's sometimes, and it, you know, every skater has their preference with size of board, shape of board, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're all very individual in that way. And I'm sure, you know, Jeff, you're, you're probably in the same position of, you know, what size board you want, regardless of what company it is, you know, what size board it's I, Yeah. I prefer between seven, seven, five and nine. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, anything really? Like, anything I'll ride right. anything, but I prefer <laughs> that range. Uh, and uh, I think that different size boards are better for different size or different types of tricks and stuff. And like, uh, but I don't like to just. I mean, most commonly, I would say I get an eight or an eight yeah. two five, but uh, I don't. I, I'll switch it up, like depending on what they have in stock and. Uh, are you are I you like to buying? go to uh local skate shops is where I like to buy my boards from. Yeah. I was about to ask, are you going to the local the local shop in Tucson and buying buying your stuff there? I, I prefer to do that, yeah. That's dope. That's super dope. And it it's like I have a my where I grew up in England, there there's a company there for the weekend, but I still go back and support years on as well. So no, yeah, it's it's super, super important to hit up the brands that mean a lot to you, I would say.
when so when you go to skate parks, I guess so we had this this um, follower that we know that's just starting to skate. What, what type of advice would you give to some of the kids that are just starting to skate and they're, you know, just kind of getting used to skating and everything like that? You've been on a journey. You've had your path. If, is there anything that you feel would be important for them to consider as they're just starting to fall in love with skateboarding? I mean, have fun. That's yeah. the most important thing. Um, That's a great be safe <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and it, like again uh like I parks are a dangerous place like they yeah. can be yeah that's that's very true that's very true be careful around skate parks it always yeah i was gonna say find your style like don't be afraid of your own style embrace it like fully envelop your own style and uh and don't be yeah afraid. don't worry about what other people think is cool just do whatever you think is cool how did you so how for you how was that because you've got your own style you said you know you haven't expanded your your repertoire where even if if you're competing against a kid that and i think this is probably an exaggeration but competing against the kid they'd probably have the advantage over you but how how was it were you able to just say you know what i'm just going to do my own thing in the face of other people maybe throwing some shade at you like especially in your younger years yeah um yeah, uh, I got made fun of a lot. They called me Geek Steve's Knocker Knees. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I mean, it hurt when I was a kid, but uh, I was just like, whatever, like, yeah. embrace it, like, try and keep skating and. Uh, no, that's that's a great like. Yeah, you got to keep pushing through, especially when the bullies are there, man. Especially when, <laughs> yeah, especially when someone's giving yeah, you. Yeah, just shit. try not to be a bully, like. I've probably bullied people too, and it's good to just, you know, like. It's it's funny, Jeff. We actually talked about that recently. You know, um, uh, I mentioned in another podcast, we're we're all someone's supervillain without knowing it. Like you are probably someone's bad guy in their story, as someone who you you pissed off or done something. It happens. Like we we all do stuff, but yeah, the I think the skate community as a whole needs a bit of healing. I think for years it's been a bit of an issue with that certain people get credit certain people don't and then on top of that there's this disparity in understanding like styles and being open to people being different and creative that i think you get in a lot of a lot of sports a lot of hobbies but i would say with skating it's very harsh it feels very harsh at least uh from my experience would you say that it's the same on your own jeff um yeah yeah um I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, that's no, it's um, cool. That's cool, dude. I mean, here's 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 the counter. Here's the counter argument to those people like that bullied you in the past. Dude, you're skating with Jaws. You're skating with Jason Park. They're skating with you. They're skating with Jeff Stevens. Like, dude, you've got a fucking killer like little little like skate yeah. bubble that you those created. People, those people that talk shit like have later in the years like came up and they're like, oh yeah, sorry we talk shit. Like, <laughs> it's like so it's cool, and I'm not bitter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, man, dude, I'm bringing it up. I'm probably a bit <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, dude. Like again, that's another reason why I think you're you're so awesome. And like I said, an inspiration to me and many others is because you know, like you said, you are out there doing your thing and you're not afraid of it. And you are a representation of getting past that stuff and then being able to get to like that top tier of skater that's putting out 
like again a happy medium is by no way a small skate park like the, that shit is known around the world you know i i know skaters from all over the place that know a happy medium and that's fucking crazy dude <laughs> yeah I, i've been recognized before from it and like it's pretty crazy yeah how, how Here, does that uh, recently some guy drove by when i was with john mata and he's like are you john mata from happy medium and uh we weren't in his hometown we were in tucson and uh, yeah it's crazy that's awesome dude you do you find do you obviously you know um you you uh said to us you know you're you're you haven't done much of this kind of like a podcast and stuff and whatnot do you find that exposure to people as a bit of a weird one or do you like welcome it or is it like a bit of a strange thing that you're still getting used to i really hate public speaking so uh that's fair dude yeah, yeah i fully yeah. i fully get that as well i, I feel I, like an idiot when i talk like i'd like to have my answers like written out and proofreaded and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> but the other side of that dude is like i've seen little clips in some of your parts dude you're a goofball like you're like straight up when you're with your crew yeah. like okay. i can tell you're generating most of the laughs like it just it comes out very very clearly and also like when we when we said that we were going to have you on the podcast we've had more people than ever a than, lot than more people ever. saying yeah. that dude is the nicest dude i can't wait to see this like dude you're like um whatever you know like whatever you're doing is being received as a lot differently than how you think like publicly you are for sure you're like you know i appreciate that yeah thanks and dude you're pretty well articulated dude you, you you've definitely not not done bad at all tonight, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been amazing chatting to you tonight actually um i wanted to ask like one hey i, I totally forgot is it dark out where you are oh yeah. yeah oh oh yeah of course yeah it's pitch black outside right now where we are in the uk but we've got like studio lights on and stuff in here so it's a bit brighter <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's pitch black in the uk right now but um dude i wanted to ask because something that i actually really enjoy doing that not many people do but that you have put in in a couple of your parts is some tricks in water um I love skating in the rain. I know it completely destroys boards, destroys bearings. Like it's just not great for the hardware. But I love skating in the rain and doing tricks in the rain. I always find it really entertaining and whatnot. And especially in your uh, happy medium part, you had that little section where you're doing a bunch of tricks in water and whatnot. What kind of inspired that? Was that again just on the day in the moment, or was it something you? Yeah, yeah. So it was like uh, a crew came down to skate in mm -hmm. Tucson and. Uh, we got in like a couple hours and then just started pouring and it's like i'm not gonna waste my opportunity like for happy medium five they came down a total of like six times or something so yeah uh and i had i used to live at the apartments where it's like storming mm -hmm. and i had done that trick before by myself in my camera when it with my camera when it was uh storming so yeah. nice so, so you were um, kind of already ready yeah as for, I mean, I just let my boards get ruined and stuff, and I try and dry them out afterwards. Yes. But uh, my brother-in-law had a full part that was all water tricks, and he had like uh, he had done like special stuff to his board, like gotten like a special paint and like put it on there, so like the water just like dropped off of it, and uh, he had covered his shoes and that stuff. Wow. Really awesome, Josh Hawkins part. That's, uh, that's super interesting. Do you remember the whole thing is water? Really? Yeah. yeah, we were talking like we talked about this a couple of years ago. Where we were like, if someone could invent something that could like encase the bearings 
so that dust and water would not, you know, get fuck in there and, and, F, and fuck things up. Like that, that's an, an ingenious invention, but I guess it's like obviously pretty difficult because no one's been able to do it. But that would be something, dude, that would just like open up like <laughs> almost the whole like, water skating world. <laughs> not just water skating, but like off-roading, like, you know, like going into places that, you know, have a bit of dirt and stuff like that, which you do anyway. But even more so, you're just not worried about your board. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be awesome, I reckon. So the Happy Medium 5, was all of that was done in Tucson? Or was they came up five times there and then they had some other bits as well? Oh, most of it's done in Phoenix. But they okay. came up like five or six times to Tucson to film for the day. Okay. And who else is based in Tucson? That uh, Just me from the crew. But I have a ton of friends here. There's a bunch of, uh, there's a skate scene here, a huge skate scene too. Yeah. And you got some spots as well that, that. Yeah. Um... Tons of spots. <laughs> I want to shout out my uh, homies, the VX head crew. Nice. nice. The VX head crew. Yeah. What yeah, up? We made uh, two videos working on the third one. Nice. Okay. Nice. Amazing, dude. dude. So that's, that's um, a crew that's based specifically in Tucson. Right. They're your boys. Are they just your skate boys? Or are they boys that you've known through other, you know, southern means as well? I mean, they're my friends. They're my skate boys. But like, yeah, they're my friends. We hang out when we don't skate too. Nice. And you guys are putting that up. Where are you? What channels are you putting that up on? Uh, I would have to ask Mike. I mean, I know the first two of them are on YouTube, but uh, I don't know what's going to go on with tape three when it's released. We'll we'll put if we'll talk about this after the podcast we'll make sure we put those details in the show notes when we post the podcast up just to give a shout out to those guys yeah cool. for sure yeah that'd be awesome no yeah dude um you know i think uh, i think dude it's been absolutely incredible talking to you we'll, we'll kind of round it out there um dude give a shout out to anything that you want people to like follow you on like do you want people to hit you up on instagram do you want them to follow you there do you have like a youtube channel or anything that you're posting facebook where where can people find you to find the the amazing jeff stevens and his content <laughs> uh it would just be on instagram yeah, nice that'd cool. be the only place yeah or they could see you rolling through tucson bro they can shout out yeah. the window <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> out <just> there. <laughs> yeah so amazing so um for us, that has been episode 27 of Homie and the Dude. Um, we really, really appreciate it, guys. Um, one final thing for us is always, guys, we have been growing loads. We've gone over that thousand mark on Facebook. We're now trying to grow the YouTube uh, and the Instagram a little bit. But currently, um, we need you guys to hear us with the Holy Trinity. Uh, like and follow on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and share at least one of our posts on any platform that you like. But please share one of our posts. That would be amazing, guys. Jeff, dude, it's been super cool meeting you, bro. And um, if yeah, I'm in Tucson awesome. again, I'd love to meet you in person, man. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Right. We'll end off this live. Take care, brother. Right. Thank you. Right. The live is done. Awesome. Dude, <laughs> we did it, bro. We did it. Thank you, Jeff. That was fucking sick, dude. Thank you for fucking sticking around, dude. We yeah, need to Sorry. I mean, I. I don't know what to say. Like, I never know what the fuck to say. So, no, dude, dude that was fucking. Dude, thank you so much. Like, there was like a comment. There's a comment. Loving these real life, honest moments. Another one. Great interview. So that's how that's how it played out, bro. Dude, yeah, some super positive people there. Nice. Yeah, dude. 
You're like a badass. Thank you so much for talking to us. Like I said, for me, dude, this is a big like thing in my life. Like talking to William was huge. Talking to you is massive for me as a skater. I, I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. No, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I just like, I don't know what my deal is. I'm sorry. Dude, don't worry. Why are you apologizing? <laughs> fucking, I'm, thank, I'm just so thankful that we were able to get to chat to you. I'm glad that you didn't bail out today and that we again like i said yeah i wanted to i really wanted to (laughs) i really wanted to Uh, dude don't i get it there's definitely been a couple podcasts where i've said to him like oh fuck do we have to (laughs) do do we have to this i just like don't want to hear myself talk like i have insecurities and like i know my friends are going to be like screen recording like the parts where i'm an idiot and they're going to be bullying me like those guys it's gonna gonna happen like no uh, dude i think uh, dude we really really appreciate it i didn't say anything like sexist or racist or uh, (laughs) uh, i was gonna say it's good good all parts (laughs) hey man listen um we're for i mean to build on this there is a sense like we've certainly felt it where the more you do this stuff actually the more you get a sense of achievement and it gets easier and if you were up for doing like for instance, if Happy Medium 6 drops, dude, we'd love to have, you know, whether it be you or you and anyone else in the crew to just come and talk like almost like a director's cut of like what went down and shit. Oh, like, I'm sure. I'm sure any of them would be down. That'd be awesome, man. They yeah. encouraged me. Yeah. I, I went to them saying, letting them know about my insecurities and all of them were like, do it, do it. Like, Amazing, man. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure any of them would be down. If you want me to put you in contact with anyone, I can... Uh, uh, actually i can't speak for jaws you know <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah. um I'm, I'm assuming any of them would be down i mean jaws like commented on the post i saw and yeah he did and he yeah man i did for it so yeah i, I don't, don't see think... why or yeah. like killian yeah dude killian dude, the big dude, we one were... probably a lot of interesting stuff to say yeah we were gonna say like dude um yeah, we would love for you to put us in contact with maybe John Motta, with, you know, just the Happy Medium crew. We Like, again, something for me that I feel is really important is because I'm a skater who enjoys specific skating and specific types of skaters, um, you guys included in that. I would love to get you guys, not that Jaws or Jason or people like that need the publicity, but we want to be able to give people a different look on you guys, let them hear your story, let them understand a bit more of you guys from a different point of view so yeah dude if you could put us in contact with any of the happy medium guys or all of them we would love to get in contact with them and see if we can get them on the show man that would be amazing dude yeah super down that would be amazing and another thing is if you are in a place where when because basically what we're doing at the moment is we're finishing what we're calling season one of homie and the dude at the moment and then we're going to start season two in like uh, mid-january time We'd love to possibly have you back on. And like Tom said, maybe do a director's cut yeah. of your new part or whatever, dude. We'd love to do something. It doesn't have to be live if we did. A director's yeah, I'd cut. like to do something where we could like show clips and talk about them or something like that. Like that would be something I'd be more, much more into. 100%. Like when we were talking about the board slide trick, like I wanted to like pull it up and like show it on my phone. But like then I went down and like started looking at my phone. I'm like, I got self-conscious about that. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at my phone. People are going to see I'm looking at my phone. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I, I feel you, man. Well, we'll let's 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 maybe think about doing that. We'll get some stuff queued up next time. Yeah, I'm sure. Be yeah, I added that stuff to my story, like right as soon as we started talking. Like, uh, 
I I went over like it may have looked like I was just like ignoring you for a second, but I put that I put that on there and stuff. No, thanks, thanks. man. Dude, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, also the other final other thing that we can do is um, we can send you if you want the full version of this podcast um over email, and if you want to post it anywhere or keep it to show people whatever, we can do that for you. But if if you're not bothered, then that's fine. Yeah, no, you can. I'm down to take it. Uh, or if you want to like spice up clips or whatever, like yeah, yeah. let me know. I'm uh, I'll I will I will post more stuff for you guys, and like I will get the word out there for you guys. Oh, dude, dude thank thank you, dude. We Thanks, really man. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're we're so we got. I mean, we've got our own like aspirations as well. We started this um pretty much in June or something like that. This is our 27th podcast. So yeah, we're we're enjoying the process and wanting to grow it as well. So we really appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you guys are, I'm, I like the whole father son dynamic too. Like I didn't know what it, what it was going to, what to expect. Like, mm, yeah, no, I, I didn't do my research. I didn't do my research. <laughs> I'm uh, very, uh, not hey, prepared. You're working a job and you got three kids, dude. I fucking, yeah. I like fucking out the time. <laughs> yeah um but no really really appreciate it, dude and yeah if if again like we said if you can put us in contact with some people that'd be great we'll just message you over the next couple of weeks and uh and and sort that out okay awesome thanks yeah, Joe. No, i really do appreciate that i appreciate everything you guys have done no you too man dude you you're too. a fucking badass keep making the amazing skate parts dude please thank keep you more, yeah. more to come more to come for sure awesome. not done yet for sure thanks, thanks man. brother thank, thank you. you enjoyed this pod clip hit us with the holy trinity go to our facebook instagram and youtube which is at homie and the dude like follow and subscribe to all of those and thanks again guys have an awesome day